One of my favorite stories in all of the Bible comes from Mark chapter 9. In Mark chapter 9, uh, it's 30 days before Jesus dies. And he goes up to a mountain known as the Mount of Transfiguration. On that mountain, he brought Peter, James, and John. Those three disciples were with Jesus when he transfigured his body. So those three disciples saw Jesus, how his body looks in heaven right now. We're told that Jesus' face shone like the sun and his clothes were as bright as lightning. Moses and Elijah were there talking with him as he was standing there. On the way back down, on the way back down, Jesus sees all this commotion going on at the foot of the hill of the mountain and he comes down and says, what's going on guys? And the rest of his disciples were there and a father runs up to Jesus. And the father says, Jesus, my son is demon-possessed, and I begged your disciples to drive him out, but they couldn't. Jesus said, bring the boy to me. So the father brings the boy to Jesus, and the father says, if you can do anything, have pity on us and drive the demon out. Jesus looked at him and said, if I can... You almost can read between the lines there. And Jesus is saying, I'm the Son of God. I created this world. I can do anything, if I can. And then he says to the man, anything is possible for those who believe. And the man said, Lord, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. The reason I love that story so much is because it's real isn't it? All of them are real, but it's real, uh, maybe applicable is a better word. I don't think it's too big of an assumption to say that at some point in our lives we all wish we had a stronger faith. Maybe we're sitting here thinking, man, I wish my faith was stronger. I wish I didn't have as many doubts as I do. Lord, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So far in our series, we've talked about sola scriptura, sola gratia, and now sola fide today, by faith alone. Faith is what that man asked Jesus to help him with. And that's what we ask Jesus to help us with today too. And it's my prayer today that we not just leave with head knowledge, we don't just leave with what faith is, but that our faith is strengthened. So, what is faith? Well, first, faith is not a work, but a gift. It's not a work, but a gift. There's a a, a misconception and misteaching out there that faith is something I do. Faith is something I choose. In other words, uh, faith is when I say one day, I give my life over to the Lord, I accept Him as my Lord and Savior, and now I have faith. And the idea then is that God looks down on us, gives us a big thumbs up and says, way to go. In that scenario, faith is something I do. Faith is something I choose. But faith is a gift. And we see that clearly in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Let's stop right there. As for you, 
You were dead in your transgressions and sins. Can a dead person talk? Can a dead person walk? Can a dead person choose to do anything? When I was 23 years old, my grandma passed away. And I had been to other funerals before, other, other uh, showings of, uh, of the bodies before the funeral, but I never had this thought until it was my grandma. As I stood looking down at my grandma, I realized that grandma would no longer ever talk to me. Grandma would never look at me with her loving eyes. Grandma wasn't going to move from that casket. Unless, if something or someone intervened, she could get out of the casket, but someone would have to take her out. That's how we were. Dead in transgressions. You and I, we have a physical body, and we have a spiritual body, if you want to say that. And before faith was worked in our heart, we were spiritually dead in transgressions. Spiritually speaking, we had no choices. We couldn't wake up one morning and say, I want to believe in Jesus today. We're dead. We were like walking zombies. We had no choice. But, it's one of the greatest words in all of Scripture because usually after a but follows a bunch of good news. And that's what we see here. But, Because of His great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. God looked down from heaven and He saw that we were dead. Saw we had no choice. Saw we couldn't do anything. And he said, I'm going to intervene. I'm going to do something about this. And what did he do? He spoke God's Word to us. Whether it be here in church, whether it be when you're at home reading your Bible, or whether it be in Bible study, God's Word came to you and the Holy Spirit began to work faith. And when you heard God's Word, God said, Be alive. And you became spiritually alive. You had faith. The other uh, time when when this happened, not just when you heard God's Word, but at your baptism. At your baptism, we're promised the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He works faith. In our baptism, the Holy Spirit works faith in our hearts and makes us alive as well. That's what God did for us. You see, faith is not something we choose. It's what God gives us. Now step back a moment, because now you're saying, well, wait a second, Uh, I want to believe in Jesus. I'm sitting here and I want to believe in Him. And yes, that's true. Because remember, after faith has worked in us, what do we have? We have the old self, the old sinful nature... And the new Christian, right? The new Christian can say, I want to believe in Jesus because the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts to say that, right? But before faith is created, we cannot say, I want to believe. 
No. Before faith is created, we're just dead in our transgressions. Marvel at that for a second. Think about that. Faith isn't a choice we make. Faith isn't something we do. God gives it to us. God gives us faith. Faith is not a work. It's a gift. But faith is also not head knowledge, but it's heart knowledge. Towards the end of the Bible, there's a a letter called James. James was written by a man named James. And it's a letter uh, all about this, this distinction between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Because James was very familiar with head knowledge and heart knowledge. James was the brother of Jesus. And while Jesus was alive, he didn't believe that Jesus was the Savior. He saw Jesus do miracles. He heard Jesus say that he was the Messiah. He heard all of this. And yet he said, no big deal. Until Jesus rose from the dead. Once Jesus rose from the dead, all of a sudden he began believing it. He began saying, this is for me. And he shows that faith is more than just head knowledge. In James chapter 2 when he says, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that. And shudder. The demons, Satan himself, knows that Jesus is the Savior. They know it. You think to when Jesus was tempted in the desert. What did Satan quote? Scripture. The demons and and Satan, they know Scripture. They know what the Bible says. They just don't believe it. In Luke chapter 4, a demon actually says to Jesus, I know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. You're the Holy One of God. But it's just all head knowledge. You see, we can know God's Word. We can know the stories. We can know and quote Scripture. But if we don't have heart knowledge, if it's not for me, it does us no good. Martin Luther in the 1500s said this, Acquired faith, head knowledge, stands like a lazy man concealing his hands under his armpits and says, this is nothing to me. So you you get the picture, he's standing like this. This is nothing to me. Which is what James was doing, right? When Jesus was alive. I see, I hear what you're saying, Jesus, but it means nothing to me. But true faith, heart knowledge, with arms outstretched, joyfully embraces the Son of God given for it and says, He is my beloved, and I am His. Heart knowledge reaches out and wants to hug the Savior. Why? Because we realize what He did is for me. And that leads us to our third point. Faith is trust in Jesus as your Savior. Trust is... Faith is trust in Jesus as your Savior. Faith is only as good as the object that your faith is in. Right? So Anne could have faith in, 100% faith that I'm going to take the trash out. And yet it doesn't matter how much she believes, if I don't take the trash out, her faith was for nothing. Right? I can believe with my whole heart 
100% confidence that one day I'm going to be a country music star. But no ma- it doesn't matter how hard I believe and how strongly I believe it, I'm relying on my vocal cords. Faith is only as good as the object of the faith. It doesn't matter how strong the faith is. And so what is our faith in? The night before Jesus died, He said a prayer to God. And this is what He said. Now this is eternal life, that they may know You, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom You have sent. What is our faith in? The only true God in Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. And what He has done for us. Not too long ago, uh, just right after the scripture reading, we sang the song We Believe, and it's based on the Apostles' Creed. Uh, you have, and, and the Apostles' Creed is split up into three different sections. The first section talks about God the Father, then God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Martin Luther has an explanation for the second article, the second section of the Apostles' Creed, which deals with what Jesus has done for us. Here's what Martin Luther said. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with His holy precious blood and with His innocent suffering and death, that I may be His own and live under Him in His kingdom and serve Him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as He has risen from dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. What is the object of our faith? It's Jesus and what He has done, right? It's Jesus and what He has done. Faith recognizes and believes that Jesus is our Savior because in faith we recognize that we are lost and condemned people. And it doesn't take a lot to figure that out. Just a few glances at the Ten Commandments and we realize we are lost and condemned. Number one, commandment number one, you shall have no other gods. Yes, we don't bow down to idols, but I worship myself quite a bit. I put my wants, my desires, before God's. Remember, worship is showing how much God is worth to us. And when I say, my wants and desires are more than yours, God, now I'm showing I'm more, I, I think I'm worth more than God. God says, honor your father and mother and those in authority. And yet, it seems like we're in a culture where we don't respect any authority, especially the leaders of our country. God says, don't murder. Don't even hate. And yet, hate has filled my heart. Don't commit adultery. Don't even lust. Lust has filled my heart. He says, don't gossip. Don't talk behind people's back. Don't give them a bad name. And yet, what have we done? God says, don't covet. And yet, my heart's filled with greed. It's not hard to see how we are lost and condemned people. We are on the line to hell. But, 
But, what has Jesus done? He has redeemed me. He's bought me. He's purchased me. Not with gold or silver, but with His holy, precious blood and His innocent suffering and death. He saw us standing in the line on the way to hell and He took us out of that line and put us right next to Himself and said, You are mine and I've bought you with my blood. Your sins are forgiven. And we receive all of these blessings through our faith. Faith is kind of like a straw. If I had a can of Dr. Pepper and the straw in the can... What is going to get the Dr. Pepper from the can into my mouth? The straw, right? No one takes a sip of a straw and says, man, that's a really strong straw. No. They, they take a sip of Dr. Pepper and they say, oh man, that's good Dr. Pepper. No one cares about the straw. The same is true with our faith. The, our faith is simply what gets God's love, His peace and forgiveness down to our hearts. Of course, we would love to have the strongest of faith. Of course, we want to have a strong faith. But what is important is what our faith is in. What does that allow us to do? It allows us to take our eyes off ourselves. allows us to say, you know what? I have faith in Jesus and I'm not going to be overly concerned with uh, and be worried about do I have a strong enough faith to get into heaven or not? No. I believe that Jesus is my Savior and that's all I'm told. That's all I'm told to do is to believe in Jesus. And I'm going to be in heaven. And that is so comforting because faith is based on Jesus. And finally, faith is not based on emotions or circumstances, but on God's promises. Right? If our faith is about the object, not about how strong the faith is, then that frees me to not worry. And it frees me from my emotions and my circumstances. Because it's based on God's promise. And here's what God has promised us. And this is what He promised us. Eternal life. There, is very few, there are very few things in life that are guarantees. Some would say the only guarantee is death. There are very few things that we can actually count on, and yet our faith is 100% sure. Not because we have such a strong faith, but because of God's promise. Imagine what our Life would be like if our faith was based on emotion and circumstances. What would it look like? Look like a roller coaster, wouldn't it? Up and down, up and down. Sometimes we'd be at the heights, we'd be at the peak of the roller coaster, feeling so high, so close to God. Usually that's after Bible study or worship or uh, our own personal Bible study. We're feeling close to God. But then there are the depths, right? There's a time when we're in that group of people and we say something stupid and we feel guilty. How did they take it? Did I hurt their feelings? We fall into that sin over and over again. The one that we call our pet sin, even though we don't like calling it that because it makes it sound cute and sin's not cute. But the one that we fall into over and over again, 
Can God forgive me? Will God still love me? Because I keep falling into this. We get angry at traffic. We hurt. We hurt because something bad comes into our lives and we blame God for what's happened to us. And we're in the depths. Imagine if our faith was based on emotion and circumstances. It would not be good. But it's not. It's based on God's promise. It's based on His promise that Jesus died for you. That Jesus took your sins away. That He purchased and won you. And all that matters is the object of your faith. That's what's so amazing about faith, isn't it? doesn't matter if it's a big faith or a little faith. Faith in Jesus is all that matters. And it's by faith that we receive salvation, life, and forgiveness. Amen. Please stand. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for sending Your Word into our life that our faith may be strengthened in You. Let us take our eyes off ourselves and point them to You, who is the perfecter of our faith, the author of our life, and the salvation for our souls. Amen.